This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the, Z- no, not the zany, the button lover, Josh Sroka. I love that you moved into a new house and found a spot to do the podcast that looks exactly like the background of your old house. <laughs> I'm sitting right next to my internet router and, and, uh, as if that will help me not lose. And, and, and now I have worse internet what? in Annapolis than I did in the Eastern Shore. So don't even get me started. What happened to the big cord that I gave you? I don't I, – either it's in a box somewhere. I don't know where it is right now. All right. All right. When I come up in October, we're going to hardwire your connection for podcasting. All right. We'll figure that out. Sounds good to me. By then, I'll have the office ready because the office now is still full of boxes. I tried oh, to move okay. some out the other day, and Emily yelled at me. So I, those boxes are staying there for a little while. But then tell her you need to do the podcast. Yeah. Well, I first need to get internet working. But, oh, man. At are least the Lord are playing well. So yeah, no, I'm I'm enjoying the new house. We had it all painted. Uh, the, I tell you what, we got three flights of stairs. That's moving stair, moving a bed and couches and all upstairs. Three flights of stairs. I'm never moving again. I'll say that much. I'll, I'll tell you, I'm in uh, I'm in Florida, and in Florida, we nobody has basements. Hmm. So uh, most people don't. A lot of people don't have second floors. And I do have a second floor, but I do not care to go up the stairs. I've gotten used to living on one level of the house. Yeah. And I'm perfectly fine with a one-level house. Well, we literally had to take the dining room table because we have a big old dining room table, and these stairs are narrow. We literally had to go outside, get some ropes, lift it over the deck on the second-floor deck, and then bring it in through there. So we've been having to get all creative, too. I've I've been there. I remember doing that to to move into an apartment before. Yeah. So yeah, so, stairs are no fun with moving. But I love it. It's it's it, everything opposite from where I was before. I had no neighbors before. Now I'm in a nice townhouse community with a bunch of people outside, a bunch of kids. Completely different. I had an acre and a half. Now I have literally like uh, like five by five feet yard that I'm responsible to maintain. The rest is maintained by the you know the homeowner association. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's everything opposite. It's bigger inside uh, than my old house. And so it's, it's everything opposite to what the old house was. Um, but I'm excited about the change. Now, how long have you, uh, when did you move in then? We officially started living here Friday. Friday. So have you met the neighbors yet? I met a handful of the neighbors. Right. I've met about four or five people so far. Now, now, before the neighbors know about your podcast, now's your chance. Any weird neighbors? Hmm. Or don't know yet? See, I don't want to, I don't know what to say. Like, I, I shouldn't be paranoid that they're going to turn into the podcast or something. I'm partly paranoid. I have a guy, uh, Josh, probably in his 50s, who is always outside with soccer balls. <laughs> well, okay. That's he's, okay. That could have gone in much worse directions than soccer balls. He's got, like, five soccer balls in his little front yard. And okay. then he's always, like, walking up and down the parking lot, 
like doing tricks with his knees and foot, like constantly all the time. Oh, wait, the soccer, soccer balls. balls are for him, not for his kids? No, they're his soccer balls. Like he's all, I don't even think he has any kids. It's him playing with the soccer balls all the time. And he's 50? I don't know. Maybe 40s, 50s, yeah. I like, But too old. But in good be, shape. Too old to be playing. Uh, yeah, but maybe like a former soccer player or something. He looks in pretty good shape. He, can't, he has that soccer, soccer player look to him. All right. Um, but so, but I'll investigate that situation more. Yeah, that uh, sounds like that needs a little bit of attention given. I remember because I used to live in a townhome, and there yeah. were definitely weird people in the neighborhood. Well, I like because in my old house, like literally, I had my friendly neighbors who, I, who we were friends with, but I would talk to them maybe once every other month, just because I would never see them because right. houses were so spaced out. But here, they're like everybody's on top of each other in this townhouse community. So yeah, I like it. It's it's so much more interesting. You can always look at your window and see something. I'm loving uh, it. Yeah. No, I can. Yeah, you're definitely way more uh, on top of each other in a townhome. Yeah. Parking situation okay. Parking's always a big deal in townhomes too. Yeah, and that's one thing. As because your townhouse was a pain in the butt to park to when you lived up here. Yes. It um, was. And so that's one thing we looked at. And we do have one, like we, there's a garage and we have uh, a one driveway spot plus a garage spot. And then okay. there's plenty of street parking that's never been an issue. Oh, nice. So parking's good. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, because we were thinking about that too. All right. Any signs of Jemiah Jones moving in? Ooh, no. But you know what? If, if he wants to rent a room from mine. Um, <laughs> Since I'll I can... only be up for a short time. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could get the office. I could, I could move some boxes and put a right. bed in there for him. And, and no Jemiah Jones is welcome to stay with me forever long. He's he's here <laughs> for a week. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll do we'll do a contract, a week to week contract for for housing. For well, Jemiah Jones. I don't know. You could you're you got a good location. You're in the middle of uh, Bowie and Baltimore, so he could stay with you for long term. Yeah, there you go. That's true. Um, it makes you wonder, you know, who's going to stay here longer. Jemai Jones or Brandon Hyde, but he, either way, I mean, Jemai Jones is welcome to stay here if he wants. And How, I mean, yeah, that's a weird transition because I do want to talk about Brandon Hyde. But look, I don't know. Yeah, but real quick, I mean, let's acknowledge Jemai Jones was caught up. Yeah. Um, and in a related move, right? Um, I think this is almost bigger news than Jemai Jones is Michael Franco. Has been designated for designated oh. for assignment. Yeah, um, so he can choose oh. to go to AAA, I guess, or another team can pick him up or whatever. All right, was this a political move? A political in, move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As in, you see this in politics all the time when things are going so bad that we need to do something else so people look at this other in this other direction. Is this mm. for the fans of? Yeah, we lost eighteen straight, but you've been begging for Jemiah Jones for months, and he's here. Yeah, no, I mean th- th- that move should have been done right at like seven straight, right or eight straight. This is I, beyond that. I feel like. Yeah, but I think if we look back, maybe they did some other things at seven or eight that we didn't make a big deal about, and now they kind of pulled the emergency lever. We didn't want to bring up Jemiah Jones at all this year, but the we got to do something for the fans because uh, no one's gonna come to watch a team that lost eighteen I straight. Know. I mean, how many people are excited that excited about Jemiah Jones? Orioles Twitter is excited about Jemiah Jones. I get. It. I mean, I'm, I'd rather watch him play than Franco. That's 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 obvious. Um, yeah. Franco has been given. I, we watched him for too long. I mean, I don't understand when we couldn't trade him at the deadline. Like, why are you still here, dude? Like, the whole reason we got you here was that we could try to flip you the trade deadline. You didn't work out, and so I don't know why we were watching this dude from you know the middle of July till now is beyond me. So, I mean, I'm not – I don't know how Jemai Jones is going to do, obviously, but I'm just glad Franco's not have to be in the lineup every night. Yep, I agree with that. And I don't know why he was in there as long as he was to begin with. But Jemai Jones is exciting. I think he's 24 years old, so he's young. He's athletic. He can play outfield, but, he, you know, primarily he'll be playing second base, I would imagine, for us. Um, and he has an upside, right, something that Franco did not really have anymore. Um, Jemai Jones has an upside. He's, he's got some speed. Like I said, he's athletic. He seems like a just a good dude. Um, and so his numbers, he got on a hot streak in, in July. Since yep. then, he's cooled off big time. I mean, I think he's hitting like 247 or something down there in uh, Norfolk right now, where he was uh, before the call-up. Um, 
but I, I hope he gets a chance to play every day. I don't want this to be uh, put him in every few days. I want an infield off. Here's what I want for the infield. I want I want uh, you know Ryan Mountcastle at first. I want okay. Jemai Jones at second. Okay. I want Mateo at shortstop. That speed, dude. And then I want third base. Um, Urias, I guess, at that third base. I mean, the other uh, the other news was Richie Martin was also um, yeah. uh, sent down. Yep. Um, optioned to to Triple A. Yeah. He did not get as much of a leash as everyone else on his team. Well, it was, and I remember when Martin was called up to begin with, kind of a a little bit surprised, right? Because he's been injured almost all season. Right. And then right after some rehab games, he was caught up to the majors. Like, wait, wait a minute. Just after a few rehab games. But I think Mateo being really good has made it so they really don't need Martin, right? Because you wanted Martin for his defense. He could play short. But now you don't really need Martin because you have Mateo. So let Martin go and play every day at AAA. And I think the thinking was, if we call up to my Jones, Martin is not going to play every day. And Martin's another young player who you kind of have expectations for, so let him play every day in Norfolk as right. opposed to just playing, you know, a couple of times a week for the Orioles. Um, and so I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I don't think it's the end of Martin. Um, I think he'll be back, but I'm, ex- I'm excited about um, this new infield. Um, <laughs> excited's so, the wrong word, but I understand what you're well, saying. Well, in, in comparison to what it was, like um, I don't know, Jemai Jones, Mateo, Urias, Mountcastle, like that. At this point, I think that's the best infield you can do. I think we're done with Valleca and Lebia um, and, and and now Franco. So I think these are all moves in the right direction. I wish they would have happened a month ago, but I think they're all moves in the right direction. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say I'm excited, but I'm interested now. Yeah. I'm interested. Now, yeah, yeah, I, I, I mean, is it going to be enough for me to tune in to a, a team that's 0-19? Yes, for the first three innings. And if we're still in contention after that, I might watch the fourth. Right. Now, you guys have tickets for Thursday afternoon. Yeah, I'm not going. Uh, have you tried to bump them up to Wednesday evening? Yeah, I know. I actually got um, – we can talk off the record, but I got offered really nice seats for Wednesday night. But unfortunately, um, I got – a mutual friend of ours offered me really nice seats for, for Wednesday night. The, the, the really nice seats we usually get offered? No, these are different. But uh, so they're not really good seats. These are nicer than those. No way. Uh, Josh, we'll talk after. Is there, but the, he's coming through your realtor? Yeah. Okay. I know those seats. I've Are they nicer now? Oh, you've been on those seats? They're not nicer. Yeah. Okay, fine. I thought they were. Um, no, they're, I mean, they're, but they're nice. still pretty nice. They're nice seats. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, I have back to school night on Wednesday night. <laughs> oh, that's a lame. <laughs> that's really, that's the lamest excuse to not see Otani. I know. I can't see Otani because I got back to school night. So I have to sit where five parents come and talk to me. Um, it's oh, but yeah, so no. And so I think the Zany Britt road is going to go on Thursday. Um, I think, I don't know if my dad's going to go Thursday or our dad. <laughs> yep. We'll see. All right. But yeah, yeah you want to talk about some manager hide action though? <laughs> yeah. Some hot manager hide action. Uh, he, he's yeah. on the hot seat. Is, you, is, is, is Brandon Hyde on the hot seat or no? I don't think anybody cares about Brandon Hyde. No I think does. in the you warehouse. You think Mike Elias cares about Brandon Hyde? You think no. Mike Elias is like stressing over there what to do about, about Brandon Hyde? Not one bit. <laughs> I don't. I think the the fans who are posting on forums about firing manager Hyde are crazy. If you really? think that the reason this team is losing ball games is because of manager Hyde, you're crazy. Oh, I'm on the other end of this, Josh. Oh, really? I'm one, the, me, I'm one of the crazy ones. Explain to me why manager Hyde is losing ball games. Just let me ask you a question. And I guess you could say that for any manager. But let, but let me ask you a question, Josh. Yeah. If we were if we were O and 162, would you just say, oh, well, let's bring him back for another year? It's just bad players? Uh, like how many games? If he loses every game from now on to the end of the season, are you just going to say, oh, he has bad players? Um, it's, like how many is he allowed to lose in a row? Um. Give me a number. He's got he's got really <laughs> bad players. Like they did not set him up to win. Okay. So I don't I get it that I get it that 18 straight is really really bad. I get that. <laughs> but we have a payroll of like 30 million dollars. Right. But Josh at the beginning of the season cuz it is about expectations, right? It's about expectations and usually ma- ma- managers are rewarded or fired based on expectations. 
whether they exceed or go below. And the expectations for the Orioles, as I talked about last week and the week before, I'm beating this this drum pretty hard, was that we were a mid-60s to maybe touching 70-win team. And we're not going to get close to What are you talking about? No one was projecting the Orioles to be 60 wins. Josh, Las Vegas, I put the bet in. Las Vegas, 33 and a half games. Or 30, I'm sorry, 64 and a half games. That was the over-under, 64 oh, and a half. Because yeah. oh. I lost, I know this. Oh, there's I lost no way money. you're going to win that money. No, I lost a lot of money. <laughs> I know this. You have, I know you. You bet the over. I bet the over. I bet a lot of money on the over, too. And I'm not going to win it. But, Josh, that's my point. Vegas had us at 64 and a half. I don't remember what Fangraphs had us at with their um, Pagoda or whatever, but I, I bet it wasn't, you know, 40 <laughs> where we're at it for a year. I bet it wasn't 45. I bet it was in the 60s. Uh, and so to me, even though you projected to be bad, you weren't projected. I mean, Josh, you said we win in, what, 78 games or something? So No, so I didn't say 78. You said something in the 70s. I mean, I might have said 70. I think I – oh, yeah. I, I, I think I went higher. I, I said 75. But, but the expectations were higher than what the, how the team is playing. That's my point. <laughs> and, and so that usually reflects on the manager. Also, Josh, this are is... you going to tell me the guy who lost 120 games and maybe will get hot and win, you know, and only lose 115. But are you going to tell me that guy can also come back and manage when we're good again? No, you're right. You're right. It's, it's, it's. Like, don't it's, you want to clean house and kind of change the culture think, when you start turning things around? I think you do, unfortunately. Um, I, I'm just – it's funny. I didn't know fan – what is this? I was trying to look up fan graphs, but I ended up over on Project 538. And, you know, you know, Project 538, they're all like the statisticians that always do like the political stuff and all. Yes, yes. You know that they have a whole like sports wing? Yes, they tour, do. Where they – where after every game their stats update. No, I, no, I haven't followed that closely. No. And here's what's all. Here's what's awesome. I, I last week on the podcast, I believe I said the Orioles will not win another game in August. So I just pulled up, and Fangraphs has projections for the Orioles and their chances of winning. Here's their chances: Tuesday, forty-two percent; Wednesday, thirty-eight percent; forty-two, uh, thirty-five, thirty-eight, thirty-two. Uh, and that's with the Rays. Then the J- Blue Jays come to town, 28, 27, 30. Then the Yankees come to town, 28, 28, 28. Then the Royals come to town September 6th, and the Orioles have a projection up to 47%. And that is the highest chance of winning for the rest of the season. When is that game? Oh, hold on. Never mind. We play the Rangers on September 23rd, and we have a 51% chance of winning. Okay. Okay. So it so. looks like on on Tuesday we, we, we better win. Like we're running out of like 42%. Yeah. I can work with that. 40, 42% you can work with. Right. It's Watkins. It's Bundy. We can hope that Bundy implodes coming back. Yeah. Ironically, the only reason we have a 42% chance is that Bundy has an area over six which is actually higher than our guys. By the way, if you're betting on Tuesday's game, bet the over, boys and girls. Bet the over. Watkins versus Bundy. I think we're going to blow Bundy up. I think we're going to blow Bundy up. I think they're going to blow Watkins up. Watkins up. <laughs> and then they're going to blow, blow our bullpen up, and we'll probably lose. Yeah, because – and then Otani, as you mentioned on Wednesday, we're not winning that game. Um, Otani's playing really well. And then Thursday, Aiken's pitching. So I don't know why – you said the percentage on Thursday was 42% or something? Thursday That's, is 42%. Yeah, that's wrong. Aikens versus Quintana. Yeah, that's wrong because Aikens pitching. Like there, there is. There oh, you're is, saying it's ten percent chance. Yeah, there, there, you know, there's a one percent chance. There's a one percent chance we win Thursday's game. And so if we don't, well, that's what I'm saying, Josh. And then we go to Tampa, and then Toronto, and then Yankees. If we don't win Tuesday, Josh, if we don't win Tuesday, we could see a, a losing streak of like thirty games. No, I'm, if we don't I'm win serious. Tuesday, I told Tuesday you tomorrow. There, this is the biggest game of the year. Tomorrow is an absolute must-win game. And it's only because you don't trust Bundy. Right, because this is your only shot. And, I, and I, I trust Watkins a little bit. Okay. I don't More than I trust Aiken. I'm not, I'm not going to argue you because you're right. If we do not win on Tuesday, I am kind of with fan graphs that maybe we can beat Kansas City on September 9th, but it might be all the way until September 25th when we play the Rangers. Yeah, and maybe at this point, 
starters for that Kansas City game. Rest, make sure John Means is going on seven-day rest. Did we lose Matt? Did I lose you, Matt? Or did my connection drop out? I am not sure who we lost. You there, Matt? I think I lost Matt. I think my internet is still working. And I guess I'll go on over to Facebook to find out. So we'll get Matt right back on. But maybe Manager Hyde heard us talking about how he should not be. uh... All right. Matt's gone. I'm still here. Matt was complaining before the show about his internet. And Matt said that before the show, he had to go and uh, put a new router in because his old router wasn't working. And I don't think Matt knows how to do anything with a router. So (laughs) Matt might never show back up. We will find out. Um, Anyway, let me pull back up. I'm very intrigued by this Fangraph site. Not Fangraphs. Project 538. So if you just search the Orioles 2021 MLB projections, it brings it to it. Right now, obviously, the Orioles have a less than 1% chance of making the playoffs. And their team rating is 14-12, down seven points from last week. I have not uh, looked at this site long enough to understand what that is. We have, it is impossible for us to win the division because we are 38 games back. And let's see. Um, every pitcher who started and scheduled to start a season by rolling games. It shows John Means is far and above our best pitcher. And besides that, it kind of shows everyone, every other pitcher is below a 50% value. Hey, Matt, you go install a new modem? Yeah, but did you hear my idea of resting all our players? Yeah, you want to rest. That means in you anticipation of, of uh, the, the starting against Kansas City? Yeah, you're saying if we don't win on Tuesday. If we don't win on rest, Tuesday. Rest everyone. And go all in for right. September 7th. I got it. So September 7th, uh, here's how you do it. Matt Harvey starts the game because he can pitch you a good, strong three innings. Yeah. Then you bring John Means in to finish out the game. Well, no, I would bring John Means in for three. Hey, you know who the, who pitched the, at the, the ninth in the other day, and I, and I was a fan of it? Jorge Lopez. I've been saying this like for a long that. time. I don't know about if I said it on the podcast or on the podcast, but I've been saying it for a long time. Jorge Lopez should be a back-end bullpen arm. That's one of the reasons also these starters make me so mad that we don't have five starters, so Jorge Lopez is forced to start. When Jorge Lopez could be an excellent bullpen arm, Keegan Aiken might be an intriguing kind of swing man or long man, but we'll never freaking know because he's got to start every fifth day. Um, and so that's part of the reason that's frustrating that we have no starters is these other guys who might be good bullpen pieces just look terrible because they don't have a chance to be in the bullpen because there's no one to start games. But I like the idea of Jorge Lopez as a, a late inning guy. I know that's a little bit off the topic, but I just thought about that when you said that. No, I, and I agree. I like that. I like Lopez on the back end. I mean, again, this team has to figure out who they are in the future. Yeah, and, and in the future, Lopez isn't a starter, right? And, and is he a bullpen guy, though? Is right, he a bullpen so, guy? That's a good point. So this whole discussion started with manager Hyde. Yeah, we were debating whether manager Hyde, how much blame, responsibilities he, he kind of takes in this whole thing. Right. And, and so, I, I say I say he should take a good amount of responsibility. And you say, no, it's a bad team, so he can lose all the games. doesn't matter. I Yeah, but I understand what you're saying. And I it's attractive to start over. Um, I mean, how many managers, Josh, are fired or coaches like in football we see all the time when it's not really their fault, right? You kind of – you just need to make a change, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, and I think – like I think there's – Hey, hey, listen, we know what we have in Brendan Hyde. He's a player's coach. He seems to – everyone seems – there's no fights in the dugout since Chris Davis left. Everyone seems to be, like, still working hard. They're still trying. Remember, I remember, um, you know, related to something we, we know, when Brian Billick is another kind of successful guy who was fired with the Ravens. And one of the reasons he was fired is people said, 
kind of he lost the locker room, yeah. right? Yeah. And it, it doesn't feel, to Hyde's credit, even despite all the losing, it doesn't feel like he's lost the locker room. It seems like uh, they're still with them, but it's hard to tell from, you know, outside here. Yeah, and I think the problem with whether or not he lost the locker room is it's hard to tell because who is in that, who is in that locker room? Right, it doesn't really matter because, the, yeah, the, the team in two years is not going to be that locker room. Well, and uh, even half now, these players in the locker room will be gone next year anyway. And no one on this team is a big enough veteran to speak out about anything that happened with Brandon Hyde. Oh, I think Trey Mancini is. That's one. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Trey Mancini could. Yeah, but he's, we, he's not the kind of guy. He's not Trey the Mancini kind of guy to like, stir trouble. Exactly. We know he's like one of the nicest guys and not going to do that. Right. Exactly. So. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'd be curious to see, Josh. What? As, as you, do you think this time next year or at the opening day next year, you think Brandon Hyde is still the manager? I do, and here's why. Tell me, I can't think of anyone that would come in to manage this team. And I don't think anyone's – and I think no one wants to come and take it after another crap season. Oh, I disagree because if you're another manager, you're like – manager Hyde just did the worst part for me. He just did all the heavy lifting for me. Now all yeah. of a sudden I get to coach Adley well, Rutschman. I'm going to get to coach uh, Grayson Rodriguez. Well, and that's and that comes into the question of how much say does Manager Hyde get? Like, I'm sure Manager Hyde would like. To I'm going to get to coach Carlos Correa. Like, if it was up to Manager Hyde, he'd have Adley right now. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's that's another thing, right? That we don't know is, I assume the analytics and all the stuff that Elias has been pushing since he got here. I assume that Hyde buys into that a lot, right? I think that's why he was hired oh, to begin yeah, he's with. Got to, yeah. And so I, I don't see, like, there's zero chance Elias goes with, like, a, a Buck Showwatcher old-school type manager, right? Like, if he hires someone new, it's going to be another, I would imagine, younger guy. Uh, I, um, you know, I, I saw someone on, on Twitter today mention Jason Veritek. I think that's that kind of guy, maybe All younger, right. former player. Right, I got the guy. Who also I got buys the guy that I the, want. Uh, the analytics, yeah. I want Billy. See, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Why not? Why can't that happen? Yeah. And his bench coach will be Rick Dempsey. Okay, Josh. No, I love Billy on the MLB Network. I think he does a really good job breaking things down. Obviously, he's got no coaching experience. Right. What about – I like the idea of – I always like this idea of bringing up Buck Britton, a guy that's been with them everyone at Bowie. Um, yeah. So he knows his guys. Bowie's have had a lot of success. There's definitely there's a winning culture at Bowie. Yeah, um, I, and kind uh, of bringing that winning culture and uh, and experience with those players up into the big leagues. That kind of idea is always. I love that idea. Yeah. I like that idea. It's similar to bringing Adley and Grayson Rodriguez, to, uh, like moving them together. Yeah, same type of concept. I like that idea. Yeah. So I mean, I'd be curious. To see. I'm not. I mean, I you're, I'm I'm kind of with what you said at the beginning that I don't think Elias is losing sleep over Brandon Hyde at this point. Like, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, okay, so so maybe a better coach, let's say ideally a better coach would have won five out of these last 18 games, right? Uh, who cares? Um, but so I don't think Brandon Hyde's losing. I mean, I don't think Elias is lo- losing sleep about who the manager is right now. But next year, I think we're going to want to start. And Elias, I think, is going to have to kind of evaluate Oh, we lost Matt again. He's got to get it. How can you buy a new home, get new internet in, and it be worse than your Eastern Shore internet? We'll have to see. Matt will come back in a moment, and we will continue. I'm just going to mark down this spot of the show as Matt drops out after being back for six minutes. He's just going to make it a lot harder for me to edit tonight. So, I don't know if uh, I don't even know if Brandon Hyde, who you could put in. Let me. Oh look, hey Matt, you're back. Yeah, yeah, that's some amazing internet you got over there. I know. I'm I'm about to move back over to the Eastern Shore. Sick of this Annapolis. I, and I thought I thought I was excited because you know in Eastern Shore, Josh, you have one option for internet: Atlantic yeah. Broadband. That's the only yeah. option: Atlantic Broadband. 
And then here, it's like, you know, it was like five different options. I was like, all right. I was shopping around, did a couple price checks, and went with Verizon. That's a big company. Verizon Fios. That sounds cool. I'll tell you, I had Fios before leaving uh, Maryland, and it was great. No issues. So I called Verizon. They said, it's not a problem on our end because we give great service. You have a bad router, and I provide my own router because I don't, I don't pay them $15 a month. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. To rent their router. Hold on. Yeah. You provided your own router? Yeah. All right, we'll talk after the podcast. Well, I got a good router, Josh. Where did you get your router? Amazon.com. How much did you pay for your router? Well, I got this router, I think, a year ago, maybe two years ago, for like uh, 70 bucks. All right. You're, uh, we'll talk after the podcast. But then I just got a new uh, Nighthawk Netgear router, well, which the well, guy on Verizon phone line recommended to me. And right. I got that one. Which was a hundred bucks. All right. See, I thought you had Verizon issues. You have router issues. We'll talk after the podcast. But I think it's my modem, Josh. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I got a new router. It's still the same problem. I think it's my right. modem. You don't have a modem with FiOS. I don't know what that means. Exactly. We'll talk, we'll have to after, talk after the podcast. We'll talk after the podcast. <laughs> now, now, what were you saying about Elias? Oh yeah, like I, I think what Elias is going to need to do this off season, though. Like, manager high doesn't get fired mid-season. But what Elias has to do off-season, I think it's a legitimate thing to kind of ask yourself. When the Orioles get good again, Which, when the Orioles start bringing up these young players, plus adding veteran free agents that you sign, when we start doing this thing, do you feel like manager Hyde is the guy? Right? Or, because, you know, sometimes it's all this losing is freaking depressing, and it's no way to kind of untether all of this losing with Hyde. Even if Hyde's done nothing wrong, even if Hyde did everything he possibly could do, he's still, there's this association, right, with Hyde and losing. And how much of that matters, I, I, I don't know. There's a little bit of stink on manager Hyde. And most of it, maybe all... You're right. There is a stink on manager Hyde. And it, whether it's his fault or not, it's just like, uh, Cal Ripken Sr. had to be fired after 0-21. No matter how much you liked him, he went 0-21 to start a season. They had to get rid of him. So I get it. Manager Hyde probably has to go. And the truth is, I liked the concept of Manager Hyde, but I didn't know who Manager Hyde was before they brought him in. So whoever this next guy is, I'm not going to know who that guy is either. So it doesn't matter. they got to replace him. Uh, the question is, when do you do it? Do you do it this off season with the hope of it can't get worse? Or do you give it one more year and say, all right, now that we're ready to win for serious is now when we go ahead and bring in uh, the new manager. Do you let him set his mark with another tough season that has a chance of being better because you'll have Adley and maybe you can get Grayson late in the season or do you wait and bring it up another year? Is it this off season, Matt, or is it the one after that you, that you make the change? Well, it's, it's one of them. You're right. Um, but is it, you know, do you give them, let them set his mark in the next year without high expectations or do you wait and you let manager hide clean things up to get you winning again and then hand the, hand the reins over to someone else. I feel yeah, like well, if you do that, then you're tempted to keep Hyde around. Yeah, and if you – well, I think an easy solution could be, let's say they sign two free agents, a good shortstop and a pitcher, and then you bring up Adley right early in the season. Then all of a sudden there's some expectations there, right? That team shouldn't lose 110 games, right, with Adley and a couple free agent, good free agent signings. And so all of a sudden, then there's the expectation to 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 win. And so then if, if you're more successful, all right, Hyde, maybe you got something here. But if you continue to lose and struggle, then you know, okay, Hyde's not the guy, and you move on. So I think next year, when you add a couple more talented players and bring up a couple young players, could be kind of a good test year for manager Hyde before we go all in in 2023. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I could also understand getting rid of him and letting someone else come in. Sure. So on the upswing to kind of try to get rid of the stink of losing. Yeah, the stink of, you know, three consecutive plus 100 losing seasons. Um, yeah. Sure. Um, did you see Buster Olney's tweet this morning 
With a 3.11 win-in percentage, the Orioles are on the path to win 50 to 51 games. They would be the first MLB team to lose at least 108 games in three straight seasons since the expansion 1962 to 1965 Mets. Um, yeah, I got to be honest. I think um, Buster Olney is wearing the orange-colored glasses. He is way more optimistic thinking the Orioles are going to win 50 games this year than I, I am. So props to Buster Olney for, like, you know, promoting the Orioles. I am not as optimistic about the Orioles as Buster Olney is. But, but good for him for being high on the I, Orioles. I do have to say that he went and looked at his stats to say, what's the biggest number I can do to make it look like the Orioles are what's wrong with baseball? Because 108 is a random number, right? It sounds like a random number. Yeah. Because, but then you can say, oh, well, it hasn't happened since 1962. But let's rewind the Astros. a little bit back. I know we're going there. You're on the oh, Astros. Yeah, because the Astros lost 111, 107, and 106. Yeah, 106, pretty, but not 108. <laughs> pretty much the same as 108. When yeah. you play 162 games, 106 and 108 losses is the same thing. Yeah. So I love I, – I get his point, and it's – I mean, yeah, he's not wrong. His stats are right. But it goes into that file book of – People hate Peter Angelos. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what's the answer here, Josh? So in the offseason, they signed Harvey. They signed Galvis. They signed Franco. Um, I think they signed a couple other kind of the Plutko, or they, they picked up a couple guys on waivers. Um, what's the correct answer? If they would have signed two more bad free agents, would that have been okay? And then you would have only lost, what, 106 games? Like I, I don't, I don't know what they what they want here from us. We're playing right. in the toughest division in baseball. We're we're going in. We had we had one of the worst farm systems in all of baseball. No international signings. No one left in the major league roster pretty much when Elias took over. Um, we had Mancini. That was it when Elias took over. What do you want us to do? Do you want us to sign a bunch of guys who aren't good so you can so you can you know win seventy games? Is that what you want? I mean, I don't know. Like, like we 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 were in the playoffs not that long ago, right? Like, it's yeah. not like we haven't made the playoffs since like 1996. Like, that's that's not us. That might be the Royals. That might be the Mariners. That might be the exactly. That that, that might be the Pittsburgh Pirates. I don't know why no one's talking about them. But but we have been recently successful, and then we hit a really low point, both farm system, international signs, just low point, and so we had to regroup. We brought in a whole new management team, Sig, Dell, Mike Elias. We completely revamped our monolith system. And at this point, when we're at our lowest and we try to revamp our whole organization, you're going to come and, like, kick dirt on us? I don't – it's it's rude and it makes no sense. Kick dirt on somebody else. Like, this situation is unique and it's it's – we were at a terrible position when Elias got here. And now he wants us to be competitive with some of the biggest markets in all of baseball. Right. Not to mention, look at the Nets and Cubs. First of all, the Cubs rebuilt, what, seven years ago or something. Now they're going to do it again? And they're one of the biggest markets in all of, in all of baseball, the Cubs? Shut up. Yeah. Talk about the Cubs. Yeah, well, the, and the problem is it's not unique. This is uh, – it's not unique. I mean, it's what the Astros did. It's Teams have done this. Yeah, it's what people with smart management does. I mean, it's right. what the Cubs are doing now again. It's, it's people with – with good management, um, do it. Well, and it's what the Tigers did, or and they're just near the end of it. So teams do this. Yeah, and listen, the is it a problem it. that there's like, yeah, the Padres did it. Now, now let's see what the Padres are doing. Is it a problem that there's like seven teams or eight teams that, that, that yeah, stink right now? Yeah, but what do you do? But probably. you know what? Okay, so you handle it during the CBA. But how do you handle it? It's a, it's a tough call because good players want to get paid good money. And that's what I'm saying. And the Orioles could have signed five more bad players. Right. And I think they would have been in the same spot they were. Yeah, they might have oh, spent totally. a little more money if you want to do a floor. That's how they floor. So they signed five more bad players. They're still where they're at. It doesn't really change anything. And I, I don't think – and I disagree. A lot of people say we're tanking for draft picks. I no. don't think draft picks are that big of a deal. We're saving money. We're saving money. Yes, it's, about, it's all about well, the money. And, and so it's... you can spend it later when you want to be competitive. Or spend it on building that, that Dominican Republic yeah. facility. Or or take money out of the fact we're waiting on our players to develop. Why would you waste the money now if you can't win anything? Yeah. Like, yeah it's, it's smart. Yeah. Like, um, 
But no one talks about, you're right, Josh, how we are starting to build that, you know, million dollars, I don't know how many, millions of dollars, well, I don't forget how many millions of dollars, um, maybe tens of millions of dollars, um, facility in, in, in the Dominican. How come no one talks about that? Um, uh, how come no one, how come Buster doesn't talk about how we went from one of the worst farm systems in baseball to two in just three years? Like, write a story about that, because that's a remarkable turnaround, especially given the fact that Elias had really no trade chips when he got here. And Elias, you through, through, through the draft, he didn't take, besides Adley Rutschman, he didn't take five top five talented draft picks. He went kind of under slot with both of his picks in the draft. And yet, despite doing all of that, and, and we really haven't, you know, we just started now to get our feet wet in the international market. Despite all of that, we went from one of the worst farm systems in baseball to number two. That's kind of a, an amazing, remarkable story that someone should write an article about. Yeah, no. Instead, let's write another article about how bad we are. Right. We're 20. Uh, lazy. Yeah, exactly. We're number two. Uh, the Orioles did not put out the price of the Dominican Academy. Okay. But I'll tell you what, the, the pictures online look awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, you think it's tens of millions of dollars, probably. Dorm, it, it's dorm, millions of dollars. Dorm housing for over 100 players. Dining room, three classrooms, and a computer lab for on-site education. Yeah, it's not just a baseball field. It's a freaking little town. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a school. It's a, it's a private school. Yeah. Three with full fields with, and a, plus a sports agility field, state-of-the-art weight room, batting and pitching tunnels, access to dining room that will serve daily nutritious meals, and a 20-minute drive from the airport. Yeah, but Buster forgot about that in his uh, tweet. Buster and Ken Rosenthal forgot about that in his article. Because they don't care about it. They just care on, hey, Peter Angelos did us wrong when we were in Baltimore. Well, and I feel like, I don't know who these guys work for, but... The ESPN and the Athletic. But what's, but Josh, what's the, uh, but who do they really work for? Right. I don't want to go all conspiracy here, but they're clearly pushing oh, something, right? They're pushing an agenda that is kind of anti-tanking. We need to do something about it. And I think one of the answers is going to be a salary floor that they're going to try to pass in the CBA, something the owners obviously yes. don't want. Yeah, but why do the reporters care so much about that? I would, I mean, now, if you could bring a full salary cap, like football-style salary cap to baseball, that works in football to keep things balanced. Yeah. I don't under, I don't think that would work in baseball. No. Baseball is way more complicated with minor leagues and, and all. And the yeah. players' union in baseball is way stronger than the football player union. But, but what would be better for baseball, Josh? Would it be the Orioles to win 60 to 75 games for the next 15 years? Or for the Orioles to lose 100 and, and what, 108 games for three years and then to be competitive with the Rays and Blue Jays and for Yankees for the next 15 years? Yeah. What's better? That's, that's way better. Is the long <laughs> it's time. way better. It's I, just I mean, it's so short-sighted, these reporters. Right. That's me- embarrassing. Give me 15 years of competitive ball and one World Series, and I'm, I'm good. I'm set. I can die. Yeah, and Michael I said his whole goal, and he was interviewed this past week, a really enlightened interview, where they asked him actually about free agency this offseason, and he gave a kind of a lame non-answer. But he said the goal is to optimize the, his playoff chances. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course. And which means he should be going into this CBA negotiation with saying, hey, guys, we got to change up these divisions. Yeah. That, that's, well, that's, how you that's, optimize your playoff. that's how you optimize your playoff chances. You get these divisions rearranged. And, and why didn't Buster talk about the fact that we have to play the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, and the Rays? As 30% um, two, of our schedule or whatever? Yeah, four great teams yeah. over and over and over and over again. That's- and no other, you know, team obviously has to do that because we play in the hard division, hardest division in all of baseball. Right. How come Buster didn't mention that in his tweet? Right. He didn't mention that we have the hardest schedule in baseball. Yeah. Even, even if we got to face ourselves, we would still have the hardest <laughs> schedule in baseball. Because which is unfair that in the AL East, everyone gets to play the Orioles except for the Orioles, which is, again, unfair. <laughs> exactly. How do we get to face ourselves? Yeah. Can win some of those games. But. But it is it is pretty amazing that we've now done three podcasts and the Orioles still haven't won a game yet. Yeah, amazing um, is one word for it. Um, is this a low? Is this a low point? Yeah. Or this, is this, it because the or is the farm system being so good that we can look past this? Yeah, yeah. I think this is. Um, 
what well, th- th- this is the con- no this is kind of the end of the storm right where you're in the middle of the storm but you can see kind of oh, out on the horizon it. that kind of sunlight starting to shine through all right i hope it's the end of the storm see i'm thinking more of it's a hurricane and now we're in the eye of the hurricane where things get calm and, but but, you're, but 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 the backside could be even messier well this if this if 18 losing 18 straight is the calm part or, or may, maybe the comp part was when we went what like seven and five after the All Star break. Was the All Star break, and then the cat run on the cat run out on the field, and then that brought on. Um, oh, oh, I forgot the we second part of the hurricane. Yeah, I forgot about the cat curse. Yeah. So maybe when we go back to New York, another cat will run on the field, and then we'll get our luck back. Yeah, but hey, at least this week having Jemai Jones is something to tune in to watch. I'm going to turn in tomorrow to watch. You know, if nothing else, oh, watch Jamar Jones play. And I'll tell you, I haven't watched any Orioles this week. Okay. I, I haven't watched a game from first inning to ninth inning since probably 10, 10, 10 games ago. Oh, I agree um, with that statement. Even the week before, it was hit or miss. Yeah. I'm, I'm watching the beginning, and if they hang close, um, I'll stay with it. And when it becomes blowout, I'll follow it on my phone and then come back if need be. But no, Jamar yeah. Jones, I might even watch the whole game. I might even – Mess around and watch this whole game with Jamal Jones. And I'll probably watch Wednesday to see Otani. Yeah. To well, Tuesday I'm also watching because we talked about before. Tuesday, tomorrow's a must win. Hey, that's right. Tomorrow's the, the tomorrow's our only chance to win. Before September 7th. Yeah, that is that is true. Yeah. yeah. And I'll go and look right now. If we don't win tomorrow, I don't think we're winning our next game till September 7th. I'll say it right now. All right. Well, I okay. I'll give you that, but I already predicted no wins in the rest of the month. All right. I'm calling a win tomorrow. All right. Uh, You ready to get out of here before my internet? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Uh, Quick PlayStation update. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. Uh, It was supposed to come on uh, Saturday, and then he said Sunday. No excuses. Yeah. Now he's not responding to any of my text messages. Ooh. Well, at least he's honest. That means he has no excuse. <laughs> There's the no excuses. Because any yep. text would, by definition, be an excuse of why he doesn't have it. Yep. I texted him a bunch, and I said, all right, I'm getting ready to do the podcast. You got to give me an excuse now. Are they stolen? What happened? And he has no excuse. So. All right. Well, no you know, if he doesn't respond to you by tomorrow, you can just go right next door and knock, knock on the door. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, have you seen? Uh, I guess this is a little ball bag. Mm-hmm. Ball, ball four, ball mm-hmm. four. Same. Have you seen these water things? The liquid death water. Never heard. Have of you it, been no. hearing these? Oh, they keep talking about them on the podcast I listen to. So I saw it at Publix, and so I grabbed a what case. What is it? It's uh, liquid death mountain water, and it's like comes in a can. Yeah. So it's supposed to be really good water. So I got one. This is the first one I'm having during the show, and it's good. It's water. But it's expensive water. And I'm thinking the more I drink this and the more I see it on the monitor as I'm drinking it, I think the whole gimmick of this water is that it's for people who don't want to drink beer and it just looks like beer. Because mm. yeah. it's, it's a tall boy can. It's got some fancy. Yeah. Like, see, it's. I think the whole point. It kind of looks like that Miller Light look to it. Yeah. yeah. I think the whole point is that you can drink that at a party and people don't know that you're not drinking. Oh, see, I was going to go with, like, people who drink beer a lot. Maybe they could trick themselves into thinking they're drinking beer. I mean, when they drink oh, water. See, so okay. to get Maybe. beer drinkers to drink more water. Maybe. I was going with the guys who are, like, trying to stop drinking or they can't handle their yeah. alcohol but still want to be part of the party so they can pretend and hope no one calls them out on it. Because it looks way better than, like, an Adul's can or a Coke can. Or oh, something. and it's called Liquid Death? It's Liquid yeah, that, Death. That is not a name of a water. No. <laughs> That's a name of a, some kind of hard liquor right there, Liquid Death. Yeah, it's Liquid Death. It says, murder your thirst. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's not water. But So that's my ball four. All right. No, podcast, uh, no PlayStation. Guy screwing with me. And I got water. So, all right. All right. Hey, and we got a new podcast review this week. Five stars. You saw yeah. it, right? Yeah, I saw it. It says, five stars, bring back Bert. Yeah. And then listen, so, I'm not saying I wrote the review. But I fully agree with that reviewer. <laughs> yeah, and we're all good. We would love to bring back Bert. It's not yeah. our call. Yeah. We had him in the building, and he still wouldn't pick up the Hey, money. especially now, 18 losing games in, it'd be nice to have someone else to talk to. Yeah. Uh, preferably yeah. someone funny like... Yeah.
And we lost Matt. So I get to wrap up the show because we lost Matt. But it would be good to have a Burt's story time right now. So uh, head on over to iTunes. Give us five stars reviews. Go ahead and tell, put in the review how much you want Burt back. And uh, go on over on Twitter and share the show there. Hey, we're now on Fansided, so you can check us out over at Bird's Watcher. We're excited to be part of that. And uh, give Matt a follow on Twitter at Section336. The show at Twitter at Section336Show. And you can follow me at Josh Shroka. And Matt's not back, so go O's. Win Tuesday. Kroger, we want our fresh produce to meet your expectations, which is why we're dedicated to doing up to a 27-point inspection on our fruits and veggies, checking for things like scarring. In fact, only the best produce like zesty oranges and crisp carrots reach our shelves because when it comes to fresh, our higher standards mean fresher produce. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Valentine's Day is almost here, and we can help with everything from a romantic dinner to floral bouquets, chocolate-dipped strawberries, and so much more. Happy Valentine's Day. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.